kind of cool how it did that. I didn't even plan for that. That's perfect. That's magical. That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. This time with special effects. And jazz hands. And jazz hands. As always, I am your host, the Commodore, and with me is the ever-reliable, always trustworthy, Rue. How you doing, Rue? I'm doing better now that I got some Diet Coke with lime. Diet, Diet Coke with lime. With Who the, knew they made such a thing? With the fresh taste of lemon. Perfect. They market it well. Here, you vamp. I'm going to tweet about this. All right, you should, you should get on the tweeters. There's some, there's some echo in the echo screen. There's, there's echo. A, well, that's the point, right? No, you got to get closer. Oh, I got to get there. It is. That's, that's the problem. Echo on the comment. Problem, problem is I need to get closer to the microphone, they're telling me. You fool. But then no one can see my mouth move. They won't know it's me that's talking. Tweet. Anyway. Hey. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about things today. We, we always talk about some things. That's right? the idea. But, uh, yeah, so as we have done with the show for the last two iterations, this one will be exactly the same. We're going to talk about some issues of some kind of relative pertinence to today in video gaming. Lin Sanity, baby! No, we're, Woo! we're not talking about Lin Sanity, and I'm, I find it kind of repugnant that you just found out what that is, and you're... But there we go. But what would happen? Nothing. Okay, everything's good. But then we're going to break into a conversation <laughs> about what? What did I'm you just, do? I'm screwing. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Nothing. Keep going. Everyone's talking. It's fine. Good. Um, so then we're going to talk about Star Wars a little bit, or maybe a lot of bit, depending on how much you guys want to talk about Star Wars. And as we always do, we're going to take some time while Rue tests the audio here to do a little Q&A session at the end. Feel free to ask any kind of question that you would like to, to get us to answer. If you'd like to submit a question for the final Q&A session, as always, please send us a private message via the chat room, which is username C-O-T-G-W, or otherwise what you said here in the chat room. Here! Um, anyway, send a private message over there. Let us know what you're, what's on your mind. If you want to talk about today's topics or you want to talk about something completely out of left field like... Lynn Sanity. Lynn Sanity. Then you can go ahead and, and uh, ask us questions about that. Who says Asians can't drive? Wow, you're so racist. I know. Um, anyway, racism aside, why don't we actually get started? Are you, are you done with the tweeter yet? I see your finger's on the button over there. Okay, it's good. Tweeted. It's tweeted. We have tweeted. All right, perfect. So now that we've done the Twitter thing, we can start the podcast. Yep. That's right. No. We're, we're okay, good. So, the um, news stories. News stories. So, <clears throat> tell us what's on the docket for today. Tim Schafer. What a nice guy. All Tim Schafer all the time. Oh, this is Tim Schafer vision. And is really... Hijacking the Echo screen. According to our title, it's his really, really great week. Really. Really great week. Yes. Okay, now Tim Schafer is um, renowned for many reasons. Adventure games. Among which... Adventure, Adventure games. games. Such as? Psychonauts, also. Yes. And, um... Full, full Throttle, he did, well, correct, right? Full Throttle, yes, but... Back at LucasArts? Well, and that's unbelievable, right? I mean, yes. that's just the greatest... One of my favorite adventure games of all time. Um, Back to the Future. In fact, most of Tim Schafer's game... Most of Tim <laughs> Schafer's games are pretty damn good, which is why it's good that we're talking about Tim Schafer this week, because he had a pretty good week. He did on a few different fronts, right? So such let's, as all right. So let's let's move. Pick so one. We've got, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the one that I like the most. All right. How's that sound? So Tim Schafer uh, uh, had made Psychonauts, which was an original Xbox title, as well as being kind of that generation, right? It was PS2, or was it just? Xbox? I think it was 2004. I want to say. Yeah, something. Everyone in the chat now, correct us. Anyway, yep, exactly. Go uh, check that out on on uh, Wikipedia and let us know. Um, but anyway, so Psychonauts was not a tremendous success. No. Although, at least back in the day, although it was one of those great games that people always knew was fantastic, yet didn't sell extraordinarily well, which happens from time to time. Mm -hmm. uh, we've discussed several of those kinds of games here. Psychonauts happens to be one of them. So the question always became, Tim Schafer always had it in his mind that Psychonauts would have at least one sequel because it was such a great game. And the story, which Tim Schafer is really known for, was great. But... 
let's face it, coming up with a cut with, you know, $10 million or whatever it was going to take to make that game is going to be pretty tough to do. Now that Tim Schafer started his own studio, Double Fine. Right. Enter one Marcus Notch person. Is that what he said? Probably Pier- something Pearson? like that. Pearson? Pearson? The, the, Pearson? The multi-millionaire behind Minecraft. Right. So if you played Minecraft, right, you know that he's the guy that started Minecraft. Um, he said, hey, let's, why don't we make this happen? Which Tim Schafer thought tweet. of as a joke. He, he, yeah, he just yes. randomly said this via tweet. Right. And everyone thought it was a joke. <laughs> Tim Schafer, in fact, said it was kind of like uh, being proposed to over at a football game over the over the jumbotron, uh, jumbotron. the bigotron the big the megatron um, yeah, that's something different yes um oh, but, and everyone thought it was a funny funny joke and then notch comes back and tw- tweets no really i'm serious right he's serious and but then I'm... they had a conversation and according to, to tim Schaefer, he said hey you know you realize notch it's probably going to cost about 15 million dollars to no, make this not game. that much he said he said it's going to be more than a million Right. It sounds more like three or four. Right. But probably. I mean, to do it, but, but he said... To do it right. But my point is, when he started talking, he said, Psychonauts originally cost $13 million. Was it $13 million? $13 million okay. is what he said for the original. And then he said, oh, it's probably going to okay. cost at least that much to I'm, do the second game. I missed a one there. At which point, at which, at which point Notch said, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> right. I imagine that, right? And I'm um, looking right now. See, this is the, the beauty of live te- television. Right. Is that I'm reading? Uh, how do you pronounce that? I love this website, but I never know how to pronounce it. Is it Gama Sutra or yeah. Gama Sutra? It's Gama Sutra. Gama Sutra makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Uh, dot com and uh, just about an hour or so ago, this came up. Notch clears the air on the rumored Psychonauts revival, and he basically said that yes, it's a little bit more than he expected initially, but he, along with a couple of other parties, would still like to invest in the project, which means. And so they're talking. Right. They're talking. This thing that you can't just snap your fingers and, and do yeah. things. So stuff takes time. What but it, it looks like Psychonauts 2 very likely could be coming. That is one half of Tim Schafer's right. awesome week. Why don't you tell everyone about the other half? Lynn Sanity. That has nothing to do with Lynn Sanity. <laughs> I just like saying it. It has nothing to do with it. I'm just excited because I found out who this guy was. Literally nothing. Yes. And yes. Okay. He went to Harvard, you know. Who? Jeremy Lynn. Oh, I thought you were talking about Notch. No, I'm talking about Lynn Sanity. Oh. You seem to want to talk about it, so why don't we talk about it? I don't really want to. Oh, it's not a sports show. I just like saying Lynn Sanity. It's not a sports show, despite our last... You know who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Peyton Manning. Eli Manning. Well, okay, that's Because he just won the last game that I saw. Therefore, he's the greatest of all time. Hall of Famer. Oh, now we're we're doing a sports show. And now let's talk about that for the next six hours. Mark Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Back on track. Back on track. The other, the other half of Tim Shaker's really, really great week. Oh, one more thing I want to note about that that no. was funny about the the, the Notch Twitter about thing is that apparently Tim Schaefer woke up to a bunch of people calling him and texting him saying he needs to check Twitter and he thought he was being sued, but instead That's it was awesome. instead That's it was the, it was the opposite because someone wanted to give him money. If so. if such a thing happened to me where I woke up and people said hey you should check Twitter I probably would think the same thing. Yes, that's happened a few times. I yeah exactly. Someone found my secret cache of pictures. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. And so the second part is um, kickstart my heart. Yes, Kickstarter. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I'm like quoting Motley Crue on the on the podcast. That's absolutely terrible. That's what it's all about. That's that's the echo screen right there. Quoting Motley Crue. Well, let's give some up to the date number. You you tell the backstory. I'm going to give you some update numbers here. All right. So uh, Tim Shaver has a who you might have heard of. You might have heard of from via two, this podcast from two minutes ago. Um. It, as we said, is really well known for his work on so many of the classic point-and-click adventure games that many of us have grown up loving, mm-hmm. watching, being a part of. And, and you know, a genre that is, is beloved, yet not exactly the hottest thing right now. So Most of the people that make point-and-click adventure games make them for kids, yeah. because they happen to be pretty easy games to understand, which and, is probably one of the reasons why we liked them when we were kids. And it's a little bit harder to get a company to invest in such games. Absolutely. However, in order to kickstart the effort for Double Fine to be able to, which is Tim Schafer's new company, to make a no, such new, an adventure game. New-ish. New-ish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like a decade. What old. he's doing now. Yeah. What he's doing now is what I mean. Um, in other words, you know, he's not still working for LucasArts. Right. Um, <laughs> in order to kickstart that effort, he started something called Kickstarter, which was an effort to really raise money to start an adventure game, a new Tim Schafer adventure game by Double Fine. And 
He was expecting to raise, I think, something like... The goal was 400000 So a couple hundred thousand dollars. That would be four. Well, no, that would be two. Yeah, I said four. You said four couple. Would, right. I, I, I mean, Because you fail listening comprehension. Well, no, I, a couple. I used a couple in the colloquial sense. You mean a few? It, we, a few would have been more accurate, yes. You mean a uh, gonad? A gaggle? A uh, flock? Um, a murder? <laughs> a murder? <laughs> a pack? Uh, yes. Yes. I'm out. I agree. Let's get on with it. Okay. All right. So, and what? So, as of this moment, this moment, they've raised one point eight million. Wait, one million eight hundred twenty-two thousand one hundred eighty-seven dollars. I'm not good at math. That's a but lot. But I think they did pretty That's well. More. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, more. and about a million of that was funded in the first day. I believe this is probably the quickest uh, million-dollar Kickstarter project ever. I think it just goes to show you that people really do love those old adventure games. And people they really, really do trust Tim Schafer. I agree. It's like, here, have my money, sir. Right. So of, of the pledge levels, you got 29,000 people pledging about 15 bucks. You have 18,000 pledging 30. You have 3,800 pledging $100. That's crazy. I feel like I'm reading like campaign finance reports. Yeah, I know. Um, you have, or we're back at the marathon, which really makes me feel uh, weird. Like, you, like I haven't slept in three days. You know, two people donated $10,000 at least. That's um, crazy. And, and probably a little bit more. So regardless, uh, he just, again, we're updated up to the minute here. And Tim Schafer just updated with a new uh, an update video on the Kickstarter project page tonight. Basically saying, hey... This is a little bit money than we thought we were going to get, so we're going to add surprise. some stuff. Yeah, yeah, maybe some voice acting, this, that, and the other, and, and the the he out, it. outlined the platforms. Yeah. It's going to be PC, Mac, Linux, fantastic, and uh, Android and uh, iPhone. Perfect. Perfect. Then, so, I, then I shall be a part of this as well. So what does this mean? Yes. yes. So, so now let's get to the actual real question, question we want to ask. Kickstarter. Who cares about it? <laughs> well, no, I, I think a Kickstarter is a big, big part of this. this okay, is very important. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but that's, that's not what I find interesting. Well, what do you find interesting? What I find because it's all about you. It is all about me. Yes. What I find interesting is that the community, not just community of people that make games like Notch, but the community of people that enjoy games and you know play games, um, is absolutely the. You know, can, can absolutely begin a project to inspire someone to go and make a game that otherwise would never have been made, right? So before, there would have been a lot of red tape that had been cut through in order to get anywhere near the funding that would be required to make Psychonauts 2. And trust me, Microsoft's not forking out that cash unless they feel very, very strongly that they're going to be able to make money. Think Ubisoft and Beyond Good and Evil 2, right? Mm -hmm. um, same kind of thing. But the community itself, with gamers, with people that make games, can get a project off the ground. That's awesome. Because if you take that to its logical connection, or connection, logical conclusion. fruition and conclusion. You're making, then, using the big words. What's wrong with that? So you get paid for it. We have, a very, we have a very smart group of people out there. Are you smart? They're smart. Look, Linsanity. They they're, are smart. They are smart. They know what Linsanity <clears throat> is. They're smarter than you. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> duh. Uh, not the people that say duh are stupid. No, they're all stupid. Okay. So that's, the okay. people that watch Star Wars are stupid. Right. Well, anyway. Or like Star Wars. Oh, wait, that's a different topic. Yeah. We're jumping ahead of ourselves. But I think it's it's crazy that you could get a game off the ground like this, right? I mean, if you take that to the logical conclusion, that means that if people wanted to see something, right, that just out of the blue, if they can raise the capital, they can get in touch with, these, with the people that made these games, all of a sudden you could have something that I think all of us have dreamed of, which is that... We decide the projects that they make. This is crowdsourcing of projects that Kickstarter has allowed. Have you followed the uh, saga of the Angry Video Game Nerd movie at all? No. He's raised... Which is really a, a great thing. Regardless. Because I really am but, not interested. Regardless but, yeah. of what you think of the project. Right. The point is, is that he... And he... Angry Video Game Nerd really doesn't have... I mean, yeah, he's really well known, but he doesn't have yes. the cachet, cachet of Tim Schafer. Uh, no. But he's raised three hundred thousand dollars. That's pretty good for a movie. That's pretty good. That so he can make this movie. I mean, that's a that's a good that's, good in, that's a good indie title budget. Oh yeah, and he can make this movie with virtually no sacrifice on his part. Nothing wrong with that. Except for his worthless, worthless time and energy. <laughs> right? Is that what you're saying? No. What? Well, you said with 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 no, with no 
effort of his own. No, I said he doesn't have to put any of his own money for it. Oh, that's toward. not what you said, but that's okay. God. I, anyway. I was taking you at your literal, it, it was a funny joke at the time. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. My point being. Yes, the point being. If someone wanted to go out there and make an independent film. Yes. Or make an independent video game. Yes. They have this avenue to do it, which seems to right. be very successful. And that is what's interesting. Yes. Th that, that there could be a kind of... But it helps if they have some sort of cachet. Absolutely, right? And I think... But what's cool about this is that I think we can all agree Psychonauts is an awesome project. Psychonauts 2 is an awesome project that never would have happened except for this kind of <clears throat> format. So now you can actually... If Psychonauts 2 comes out, you can say that something hit the market. You whether it's when it comes out. Whatever. I'll buy it. When it comes out, you're going to be able to show something that never would have happened without the effort of so many fans and people supporting it, right? Mm -hmm. And not in that kind of crappy, fake Oscar way. Like, oh, none of this would have happened without the fans. You know, like people say that when they're in their acceptance speeches. Right. Like, that's no, this literally. This literally would not have yes. happened without the fans. Yes. Anyway, um, I think that's good. I think that's interesting. I mean, <clears throat> that's cool stuff going on over there at Double Fine. Right. And, and, what is hilarious, or not hilarious, what's amazing about this this uh, Kickstarter project in particular, I mean, the Notch thing is awesome. Yeah. To have random uh, funding from other uh, independently wealthy game creators. Right. That's not something you can really count on. No. Very often, ever to happen. No. Kickstarter doesn't happen too often, but into this level of success, but it seems like it could be getting to be more often. But my point is, is that this Kickstarter adventure game project, I I could be missing something, but I don't think anything's really been said about what this game is. No. I like no story, no. no characters, anything like that. It's just Tim Schafer, point and click adventure game, give me money, and right. people gave him money. Right. I mean, that's awesome. Imagine if there was something like really well defined and put out there. As soon as Sid Meier quits for access, he could make any freaking game he wanted to. Is for access still around? Oh, yeah, for access. Oh, they got bought. Oh, okay, yeah. But I mean, you, you know what I mean. Like the team from Paraxis, right? But yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a Clan of the Grey Wolf movie. Yay! On Kickstarter. Not going to happen. Well. <laughs> maybe, maybe far, far in the future. I got... I, if, if Were I to be Mario or Luigi, which one would I be? All right, good. Gage. Yeah, as, he says as he drinks a, a, a lime Coke, a lime-flavored Coke. Um, no, Diet Coke. Lime-flavored Diet Coke. <laughs> Diet anyway. Coke with lime. Um, all right, so I think we've beaten that topic to death. Why don't we move on to something that's a little bit more... Trollish? Noisy. That would be the garage door. Okay, good, yeah. good. I'm just wondering. I, I didn't know. I, I thought maybe the floor was falling out. Yeah, that is our uh, earthquake. Perfect. That we have so often. Well, everything will be fine. Yes. So, all right, cool. So, we wanted to talk this week. Yes. As I did in the Weekly Ringer for this week. Go check it out. Um, about Star Wars. Now, why are we talking about Star Wars? Well, because the latest cash grab just came out in theaters on Friday. Cash grab. Monies. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, in case you didn't know, the, uh, prequels, at least I, know, I think that's all that's been slated at this point, the prequels. Uh, although I think I'm sure, uh, it's just a matter of time before all of them get put out this way are being re-released to theaters, not just in their original form, but in 3D. 3D! In three dimensions. Right at the height of the craze. One more than two. What? That's too many numbers you're, you're spouting off there. Dimensions. Yes. So, <clears throat> so this is Star go. Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Generally considered, in 3D. Generally considered the worst of the Star Wars movies. I, I just disagree uh, with we're that. We're getting to that. I just disagree with that, but go ahead. Yep. Weekend gross, fourth place... Twenty-two and a half million dollars. Billion. No, twenty-two. No, it's million. It's twenty-two million. It was beaten out by Journey Two, Safe House. Well, I mean, The Rock is indestructible, so that makes and sense. And The Vow. I don't even know what The Vow is about, but it must be a Valentine's Day chick. I'm thinking chick it's flick. a chick flick. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the question is, the what is wrong with the gray people? is underneath that? That's interesting. Yeah. Who saw this movie? Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's been generally this this movie has been derided. It's been made fun of... Famously. Infamously. In so many ways for over a decade now, and yet it still is pulling in money. And, Dollar signs. And, and what worries me... Can we compare that opening weekend to the opening weekend it actually had? 
Oh, no, that was ridiculous. But that's before anyone knew Okay, her. I'm just saying. Go ahead. My point, though, is that... Um, what is Lynn's sanity? No. My, my point... <laughs> that is, in fact, not your point. My, my, okay, so I, I, a couple weeks ago, I think I just facetiously... It's kind of hard to tell things over Twitter, but I facetiously put over Twitter and said, uh, anyone who goes and sees episode one is no longer my friend. <laughs> or something to that effect. And half of the people on Facebook dropped you. Well, no, it got retweeted a lot. Oh, okay. But there were a few people that were like, I don't know, it's not really that bad of a movie, and blah, 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 blah. It's actually pretty good. And these were all the blind, drunk friends you have? Well, apparently. Okay, what, no, not, that, not that any of you that are drunk and happen to be blind so, are bad people. So, to be clear, if you enjoy watching this movie for mm-hmm. whatever reason, yes. that's fine. You can enjoy okay. what you like. Yes. Everyone has guilty pleasures. Sure. But to argue that this is... Madonna, an, for example. Lady Gaga? La- Lady Gaga. Po- 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 poker face? God, it hurts me to even say it. You're right. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Hey, Keep come going. on. She's pretty talented. Anyway. Katy Perry. That's pretty guilty. She is talented. Two big talents. She has got talents... Just My point popping out of the breath. The uh, <laughs> wow, the boobies. I mean the that's funnies. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead, keep going. I'm what sorry, I, I, I rudely interrupted <laughs> you with Katy Perry and the boobies. Um, um <laughs> you say everybody has a guilty pleasure, right? But to argue, be... but to argue that this is a good movie in any way, or even not bad, is just incorrect. Incorrect. And I had someone. Uh, point to uh, a, a yahoo article where someone said that this movie episode one is actually better than the original trilogy because okay. it that was just like a crash bang with boobies kind of set of movies and this dealt with with politics yes. and, and depth and capitalism and or something yes and it was anti-bush the guy was really excited that it was anti-bush right, which, which, which surprises just, me. regardless it really, it really does surprise re- george or yeah, George Lucas's very, very thinly veiled right. allegories yes. to the Bush administration right. Which is, in episodes two and three. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's George Lucas's greatest plan ever. Regardless of what you think of... So does that of, mean when Star Wars, the original came out, he was really bad-mouthing Jimmy Carter? Regard- is that what was happening? Maybe. Oh, okay. So it was really the thinly veiled Well, no, but satire. apparently not, because that was the point. Regardless of what you think of politics, or George Lucas's point of politics, or his thinly veiled allegories, whatever, yes. the point was this person was obviously excited because it was anti-Bush, instead, yeah. and said, oh, that gives it much more depth. Right. It's it's deep. It's so deep. It's, it's meaningful. Don't you see? It's philosophy. The depth. It's awesome. And that was really just blinding him to the fact that these are not good movies. Okay. And I could, I could sit here and you point did, out. You did defriend this person. No, this was a. But they are no. This was someone who votes, or someone who wrote an article for Yahoo. Well, they're no longer your friend. No. Good. Well, then, so you at least you kept your promise. (laughs) Yes. So, all right. So, okay. So, I I could sit here and I could say for at length why these are bad movies, but seriously, why Red Letter Media? Why would we just just go to redletterMedia.com? This guy. I mean, yeah. There's goofiness with like. There's goofiness. Uh, killing hookers in the basement. And honestly, but, as you get deep in critique and almost <clears throat> anything you love, you're going to learn to find things about it that you don't like. Like hookers in the basement. However. My point. Go ahead. Th- those, those, those reviews, Red Letter Media's reviews of the prequels, yes. were extraordinarily well thought out. Deep, even. Yeah, from a filmmaker's point of view, pointing out all of the horrible parts of these movies. Like, these are just not good movies. Yes. And so my question is: Yes, is there like a, uh, uh, it's not flashback, but um, back rose-colored glasses, <sighs> nostalgia. Not even. Is a, there? Is there? Are there a bunch of hipsters out there oh, that are being ironic, contrary, ironic, and ironic saying, yeah. "Oh, you know what? Against the grain. I actually like this movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. because. You know, because it's, it's ironic. ironic. It's it's hilarious, right? In a horrible way, or right. or, or not even. It's not. Well, that while bad. they wear their uh, you know Herman Cain shirts. What? Yes, exactly. Ironically, yes. exactly. Yeah, I got you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, all right. And, well, but these are completely different from fanboys. First of all, all right. Well, maybe, maybe they're not. So wait, uh, maybe not. I don't know. All right. Let's. I'll, I'll try to, to, to jump in with the question here. First of all, I haven't experienced these people directly, so I have absolutely no idea. What, what you're talking about in and yes, I'm sorry. And Akira makes a very good point. Mm-hmm. Good or bad 
are probably not the best terms to use, no. but they generally uh, there's a whole conversation to have there. Let's let's go ahead and cut that that BS, right? Yeah. And let's talk about I think what when we say good or bad, we 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 mean that these movies are are I guess up to snuff of what. Oh. That's interesting. I'm just gonna see if it's your 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 method of talking or if it's your my microphone microphone that sucks. Okay, good. There you go. Good. Yeah. So anyway, when we say good or bad for these movies, we're probably talking about a threshold that is set fairly or unfairly by the by the first three movies, which happen to be right. good movies in terms of being recognized as films that forever changed the art of making films. Right, and I will not argue that George Lucas's imprint on cinema is very important. Okay. Uh, he was a big part of that mo- move away from the big studio system and like the new Young Turks or whatever you want to call them, including Spielberg and... and uh, Spielberg. I, I guess Francis Ford Coppola and all of yep. them, uh, in order to kind of make more of what they wanted instead of producing the, right. the, the crap that the yes. big entrenched companies wanted to make right right and very big and important for that like king kong 3 right but yes but outside of the first three movies the the first three star wars movies Mm -hmm. which he had limited which he had limited input on really Especially had, past the first. You had limited input there for a second. Yeah, go ahead. The, the Empire Strikes Back, he had like a bit of a screenwriting credit, and that was really all of he had to do with it. Hmm, yep, yep. It was more like Irvin Kirshner right. and, and so forth. Right. And, but, you know, there's growth. There's movement in those films. There's a lot to, you know, in terms of character development and depth, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you see growth with Empire, and you see... You know, I mean, it's it's not just a singular kind of formula regurgitated over and over again. Right. You see some real depth there. Right. And uh, it's one of the reasons I think Empire is my favorite, because it's it is so different. It's almost visceral from the original, even though it's got that Star Wars feel to it. And so that kind of look at the rest of his body of work, though, especially mm-hmm. where he had complete mm-hmm. control over projects. Right. Yeah, he was involved in Indiana Jones, the American first- Graffiti. American Graffiti is what put him on the map. I know, but okay, how good of a movie is that? Really? Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm not a contemporary. Not... I'm not a contemporary to George Lucas, so I view it like I. It's almost. It's like if someone were going to make Grease, but they were going to do it the right way without being stupid. That's how I see American Graffiti. I, I mean, it maybe if I grew up in the '50s, it would be a little bit different, but. I mean, like, I just look back at that and I just go, oh, I don't really know how I like this movie. I'm not a fan, but I think it's perhaps best put by Sir Neiman Japro, maybe, that American (laughs) Graffiti is more of a work of art than a flick. Yeah. And I don't really respond generally well to movies like that. Yeah. Have you seen Drive? No, I haven't. Okay, you need to see it. I know. It'll change your opinion. Anyway. Regardless. I just got the DVD. You should check it out. look, Look at the rest of his body of work. You got Howard Duck. Howard the Duck. You got Red Tails, which I haven't seen, but Red I've Tails, heard is abysmal. Pretty bad. I saw. I knew as soon as I saw the the trailer, it was going to be awful. You have, uh, and again, Red Letter Media addressed this very well with its Indiana Jones Four yes. movie, which which had a lot more input by George Lucas. Yep. Than the other than the first three did. Exactly. And might explain a bit of why that movie is not as good as the first three generally. Fair enough. Point, I'm not saying it was terrible, but it wasn't is, very good point is hey you know what what we should take a break that's a very good point yeah so after these messages yes we'll be right back we'll be right back rough and we're back back. wow that was a long break unbelievable that is just crazy i'm so glad we had the break there for the record for the confurious i'm i had to just turn off and turn back on the record so this could be put into two parts when we put the recording up later it's just easier to do it is it is but anyway if you were you know staggered by the length of that break i I apologize (laughs) anyway yeah we need to have shorter breaks really i mean it's just that's not stroke limit so i'm sorry i'm just going everywhere and just throwing yeah let's that's what i'm trying to i'm trying to reel you back in trying to reel you back in so let's attack one question at a time is that george lucas does is not a good filmmaker 
Oh God, you heard my heart. I just think he is not a good filmmaker. You heard my heart with this I one. I think he's great with special well, you effects. Got, well, wait a minute. You have to hold on. First of all, you need to define a filmmaker. Is a filmmaker a writer? Is a filmmaker a director? No. Is a filmmaker an editor? Is a filmmaker all those things together? A director, writer, cinema filmmaker. Bitter. Steven Spielberg is a great filmmaker. Well, now, Steven Spielberg also does nothing but direct he's and produce. Done, he's never done anything but direct and produce? Direct and produce. I thought he's written stuff, no? Direct and produce. I think he also, well, okay. Pretty sure Steven Spielberg is not a writer. He writes too. Secondhand store owned you. Secondhand store. <laughs> um, please don't take offense if I don't take secondhand store's word okay, for it. Okay, let's take the term filmmaker as generally directing and producing. Fair enough. Okay. Because I think George Lucas happens to be a tremendous editor. Okay, I'll give you that. And I also think that George Lucas has, has, I guess, lended a lot to to the uh, to the uh, exactly to the formula of trilogies in general, and to the way that you write an overarching uh, an overarching story arc mm -hmm. to a series of films. Right. So. While he might not be the best, di I, I, it's possible to argue this. He's not a very good dialogue writer, right? The Star that's Wars the, speak, that's a terrible right? Because I, I understand that, right? But my point is, he's got the idea of the formula and how those things should flow. And I would say that you know, hey, that's that's those are good contributions. But his greatest contributions are not as a director. Uh, no. Is that what you're really saying? Yes, I'm saying as a whole package, he's bad at filmmaking. Whew. I mean, it's it. You realize what you're saying there, right? I, I mean, it's it's like it's it's like it's like going. It's like I don't think this is something new. I think this is something that a lot of people have been skirting around for a very long time. Yeah, and other a lot of other people are really starting to realize. Hmm. I just want to say, yeah, it's kind of an opinion, but it's also pretty much a fact that people really need to take the rose-colored glasses off and look at, and don't start with the hipster going back and ironically saying something is good when it's not. Yes. There are things to appreciate, right? I mean, th there is such a thing as something being so bad that it's good, and I understand that, right? But that's not what, that's what not people what are saying is. about this movie. No. So, but let, let's talk about this for a second. How good are the original trilogy? How, how good is the original trilogy and its movies? I think that's another good point. How good is the original Star Wars trilogy? Is that something that we are tremendously overvaluing as a society, or is it getting the kind yes. of... Yes. Okay. We are overvaluing it. Yes. I, I would think, agree. I think it's become a, it, a it's juggernaut. It's a cult status. It, it's becoming... Well, more than... No, it's way more than cult. Well... It's... it's um, Cult-like. It's a juggernaut feeding <laughs> off of its own pop culture for decades. By the way, the topic is wrong. Yes, and I, I agree with Crap. that. I would I would agree with that. However... I would also say that if I'm going to look at some of the greatest movies of all time, one of the criteria I'm going to use are the movies that were out there that changed filmmaking forever. And it's impossible to ignore A New Hope as one of the best films of all time in terms of changing the you know, landscape of filmmaking forever. Again, I don't, I don't begrudge him or Star Wars for any of that. And he did direct that movie, by the way. He did, but he also was on a and he wrote that movie. bit of a tight leash. He wrote... He wrote the framework for that movie. If if it if if it was if it came out the way he originally wrote it, you'd have like the Revenge of the Jedi. No, that not even. You'd have <laughs> what is it like? Han Solo would be a robot, and yeah, I know. You'd have Luke be I don't know. It's just bad. A just bad. Five heads. Yeah, and you know, yeah, no, that 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 is bad. I I think you're right. I don't know. I'm. <sighs> I, I, I'm torn on this. Is, is is the original Star Wars trilogy overrated? I think it's impossible to say that it's not. But I think all of them are very, very good movies. Um, they might not be the greatest movies of all time, but they're very, very good movies, worthy of mention as being some of the best films ever made. Right. Okay, and I'm sorry. Red Tails, Lucas did not direct, but he did have his hands all over it. Exactly. Sandusky. Yes. Lynn Sanity. Lynn Sanity. <laughs> trying to be topical here. Jesus. All right. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, 
that being said, now let's move to the prequels. The prequels... Wait, wait, we're talking gibberish. Well, we always talk gibberish. What's the difference? Isn't that, isn't that the your, format of the show? your opinion in a few minutes. What, which opinion? We need to know which No, we haven't, we haven't changed our opinion. Uh, my opinion has always been Lynn Sanity. Uh, mine as well. I, it's hard to argue with success. All he does is win. Anyway, so now let's go to the prequels. I still want to know what our opinion we've changed. We haven't. We, we might have. We haven't changed our opinion. I don't know. I talked to you about Maybe you have. But the new trilogy we're going of back, films. Wait, we're going back and... Hold that thought. We're going back and forth with good and bad Lucas. No, there, no. That, that's called point-counterpoint. That's not changing our opinion. We're simply trying to state the case. No one's changing their opinion. I, why, I, why, I, this I, is, this I, is why you don't pander to the crowd, my yeah, friend. Yeah, we always pander. No, we, we don't pander. politicians. We're not even in that segment yet. Going to the new trilogy we'll, we'll of films. questions in just a couple seconds. Going to the new trilogy of films. They do not stack up in that way at all. They are not considered in any of the conversations as, as to, to be considered as some of the greatest films of all time. They are generally not considered great movies at all. They are generally considered mediocre movies. Is that too much to say? Mediocre at best. Okay, but... Generally. I'm just saying by the general populace, I think most people, if you polled most people, they would say but these people, are mediocre but movies. People still keep seeing going to see it. Why is that? Well, people saw Avatar. That movie was terrible. Why, why did people now, was Avatar better than the prequels? I don't. I, I like the prequels a hell of a lot more than I liked Avatar. But anyway, that's not the point. So is something because something's popular, does that make it good? No. Well, no. What we're talking about is a completely different set of criteria here. We're talking about really good movies. Movies that would be considered to be the, some of the best ever made. The original, the original movies that George Lucas had a limited hand in, are considered largely to be some of the best ever made. The prequel trilogy are considered not even in that category. I would say generally movies that he had a lot of hand in are generally considered... Fair enough. And I'm not making... This is not me bashing George Lucas. This is more about the films themselves. Those films aren't even in that conversation. That's the point, right? I think we have a, we can say that that is a fact, right? Right. Sure. So, so, all right. Well, and, and, and Beyond the Stars makes a point. This yes. is a matter of taste. Yes. To a point. Okay, no, wait a minute. So it, it, it's always a matter of taste. That, that is, that's a function of art, right? I mean, that's, that's the way that things work. But the thing is, is that there, there is, to a point... Uh, if there is no... There, there, there is if there some, is no criteria for I the mean, greatest movies ever made, right. then... There's no art of filmmaking. It's somewhat subjective to say that a movie or any work of art is good or bad, but... It's like blowing up all of reality. It doesn't make any sense. Chaos doesn't make sense. There's also some sort of general... There's a... There's, there's socially a, accepted... It's not even socially accepted. It is, it is, it is expert accepted, right? It is, it is intellectual. It is uh, a criteria. It's rigorous, right? It, it is defensible, right? That is, that's the scientific method. That's, that's the way that all research gets done, right? My point is, there is a threshold that we consider some movies and that we don't consider others. Just like we talked about last week, where there are some games that we consider to be better, a lot better, than others. And they're generally accepted as such. Right. There are plenty of games out there that are not in that conversation. That is the prequel trilogy. It's not even in that conversation as being... Anywhere near the best movies ever made. Right, and I think that is directly proportionate. Least, yes, I think that's at to least the involvement of George Somewhat Lewis. objective. I agree with that. I, I agree one hundred percent. If I, we I, can't, I don't think there is a uh, full subjective. Uh, there's no. It's like a false equivalence to say that everything can be anything. Yes, so every movie can be anything on a level of good or bad. It all sure. depends on your view. Absolutely. That is true to. A, like most things, it's partially true, but partially not. The there truth are, there are sits somewhere in the middle. There are objective senses of what makes a good movie, what yes. makes a bad movie. And the original prequel trilogy right. is generally bad for those reasons. Right. And again, if you want to see a point-by-point point of reason of why that is, see Red Letter Red Media. Media. It's very expertly done. Which does a lot of comparisons between the trilogies. And I think that's probably right. some of the best critique that, that one can make to make your point. Right. Which is that George Lucas has his hand so much in, these, in the um, prequel trilogy... That it sucks. Right. But 
that, now even, that gets back to the original question, though. We haven't they, even touched Jar Jar Binks because yeah. these movies are bad for so many more reasons than. Oh that. God, yeah, Jar Jar Binks was not was not at all my least favorite part of that. No, first you love Jar Jar Binks. I, I enjoyed Jar Jar. He that, was funny. When, and you're wrong for that. Well, but wait a minute, wait a minute. But but see, no, I but I <laughs> I you know I grew up with the Muppets, right? I I like these kinds of characters that are just there for comic relief. He's not C three PO or R two D two. They're the chorus. They're the Greek chorus. They're not. They're not. Just comic relief. That's Jar Jar Binks is just comic relief. Exactly. And C-3PO and R2-D2... R2-D2. C-3PO and R2-D2 weren't even C-3PO and R2-D2 That's the right. Trilogy. No, you're right. They were, you're they were right. changed from pre-chorus to comic relief. I know. But we're going into the we're specifics, going into the minutia. and this is supposed to be more of a forest. I know. So, so that gets us back to the original question, which is, who the hell is watching these movies? And also, you're wrong for saying that they're good. Yeah. You may not be wrong for liking them. Yeah. I'm not going to begrudge you that. And by the way, th- this might have, have uh, shown a little bit, this might be a little bit of a preview as to what my commentary might be on the Weekly Ringer coming up this week. Oh. But in any case, <laughs> who the hell is seeing these movies? And someone makes a good point, kids. Okay, wait a minute. Kids account for a certain amount of box office. But here's, I'm going to break some news to you guys. Kids don't have any money. It's the parents. Right. So good parents won't let their kids watch episode one? I'm just saying. If you're, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hold on a second. If you, if you, wait a minute. If you, you, your kids, yes. that you don't have, right. but someday you will. I have cats. Maybe. You want to go to see this movie, you're going to let them see it in theaters? In 3D? No. Of course not. Why? Because I don't want to uh, encourage. Wrong. Because you are a good parent. That is the reason yeah, right. why. And also, right? I don't want to encourage crappy filmmaking. Okay, fair enough. That, that's the biggest thing that it hurts me about people paying to see this movie. Yeah. It just fills George Lucas's coffers. I know. Makes him laugh all the Wait, way no, to the but, bank. But guys, listen. That, that is already... That ship has sailed, This kids. is in 3D. Do you know how much these tickets cost? That ship has sailed. Okay? That's over. George Lucas is going to die old and rich, in and fact. there's nothing you can do about it. In fact. So I don't even care about that, Right? My problem is, is that other people that are growing up with this horseshit now <laughs> stop yelling in the mic, me or him. See, now I'm too close. Now, <laughs> now these guys are go- these people are going to grow up, and a whole new generation of filmmakers. We're talking about episode one. We've been talking about episode one for like ten minutes. Have grown up watching stuff like the prequel trilogies, and they're going to go make movies like that. That scares me. George Lucas is going to die old, maybe fat, and rich, no matter what we do, whether, whether nobody saw the movies at all, or whether everyone sees them and he makes $22 million in his first weekend. Right? Right. <clears throat> okay. I can uh, accept that. Mainly because it's time to go to the Q&A. It is definitely time to go to the Q&A. Man, I could just sit here and just bash Star Wars all night. We'll do that sometime. It's maybe, maybe we'll do, supposed but, to be more than a bash fest, though. Maybe, it's maybe just we'll do trying to show that there is objectively a sense of good and bad. Do you think we could ever resurrect Clan of the Grey Wolf after dark? Where we just sit and ramble for for thirty minutes after the podcast? See, we're, the gears are turning. This this is what we call building the airplane <laughs> while we're still on the runway. Um, uh, an after show? Yeah, an after show. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll think about that. Let's move on to the segment <laughs> yes. where where I know all of you have been eagerly awaiting us to stop talking and rambling and changing our opinion apparently on Star Wars <laughs> and to talk instead about stuff that you know what? we know I even love, less about. I love episode one. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so good. It's so great. And George R. Binks sucks. All right. So here we go. Questions. Remember, if you want oh, to whoa, submit, got questions. Okay. if you want to submit a question, please do so by sending a private message Today. there. C-O-T-G-W in the private chat room. Do that right now. All right, let's uh, keep a record here. Let's keep going down the lines, and let's see what is going on for questions. Star Wars CCG? Is a question question? from Dre2D2? Okay, so uh, we have a video about that. I figure that they want more. So there should be more Star Wars. Yes. What, you want to play right now? I don't think I could play right now. I don't remember the rules. The Good point question. Is, it, yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't think we should do any more of that. Customizable card games are so nineties. But they're fun to do little mini reviews. No. Of. Oh yeah, fun to do mini reviews of because this is it's kind of our shtick. It's a nostalgia show, right? Go ahead. Next. Uh, 
We got a show-related question from Zacharani. Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> will you guys do a full episode Q&A using either Google Plus or oh. something else? You mean like like a Hangout? Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I could definitely see that. I'm, I'm, I'm not terribly familiar with Google Plus. You are more so. I, I, I could see us doing that. I, I, I would do that. If, if here's, here's the thing. You, What's you. What's with my mic? Your you, mic is broken, I want to say. Oh, well, it's not my fault. You, you will not let your children go see the Star Wars prequels. Why? Because if you don't support something, it will hopefully eventually go away, right? If the demand is out there for us to do a full-blown Q&A episode of the Echo Screen Live, we do but serve the community. Can you, can you waggle that a little more like a... Thanks. That's great. Good. Now turn that on. Excellent. Fixed. I don't think so. But whatever. Here we go. So, you know what else, though? Uh, uh, the Game Chasers did a really interesting... There's a new program or a new website that um, did... Um, where you can go and you show video and you can take questions from people. And it marks certain places in the video where you take a question. Yes. And then you can, you know, answer the question yes. on the video. And then people going back and, like, click on various questions and it takes you to that part of the video. I can't remember the name of the website. Sounds pretty cool. Damn it. So the short answer well, we is... Just look into that, too. Yeah, the short answer is if you want to see something like that, or anything else, for that matter, please let your thoughts be known. Comment on the video on uh, clanofthegraywolf.com. Send us personal messages on clanofthegraywolf.com, or you can also send us emails, Rue, and Commodore128 at clanofthegraywolf.com. Let's see. Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> Um, when am I going to finish the interview for video game auctions? Dot com. When it's not the end of the quarter. So. So very soon. Very soon. Very soon. <laughs> Great questions, by the way. Fantastic questions. I'm definitely uh, not just taking my time on them. I'm actually working on them diligently. I don't want to half-ass that. They're good questions. We're gonna. We're gonna. Your stupid mic's broke. We're gonna, we're gonna, gonna half-cheek this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. All right. Next. Let's see. Well, Doesn't mean you have to keep closing those things out. Um, I think did we already talk about this? Did we talk about this at one point? Guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures of video games. So who 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 asked this question? Led Naruto, LED Naruto. What are your guilty pleasures regarding video games? They're not Naruto. Naruto is not one of my guilty pleasures. How about um, Back to the Future for the NES? Okay, fair enough. Because that's not a good game, but I enjoy nope. it. Yep. I play a lot of so mine probably are on uh, like the, the uh, mobile phone. Like I play like Jewels and oh yeah, I can I almost consider almost any of those games a guilty pleasure, except yeah. for Cut the Rope, which is just a great game. Yeah, in general. it's a great game. Um, miniature golf with Eugene Levy. That's a guilty pleasure of mine. Stroke limit. Stroke limit. Um, Thunder in Paradise. I, I love how our community is coming to our rescue with CDI games. Thunder in Paradise is not a bad game. Yeah. Okay, it's not a it's good. Pretty game. bad. It's pretty bad. It's it, it's, it's it's good for what it, it's good for the yeah. CDI. Yeah. Okay. Throw <clears throat> I'll save you, Gabby. Next. <laughs> good question. Good question. Uh, oh man, that's that like, is crazy. That's like a whole episode. Let's handle the second part before we handle the first. These first part. PSX guy wants us to wish him happy birthday. Happy so birthday. happy birthday, PSX guy. And the first part of the question: What do you think services like Game or I think it means how. How do you think services like Gamefly affect the video game industry? Boy, that's how. How does Redbox affect the film industry? How does Netflix affect the film industry? I think it negatively affects GameStop. It definitely does, and you can make an argument that that has some impact on video games. Although I'm not sure what it is. In any case, I don't know. Do people go to Gamefly, play, rent a game, play it, and if they really like it, go and buy it? I don't know. I don't use Gamefly. That probably happens, but I don't think so. I don't. I'm not a Gameflyer myself. When I, okay, so let, the best thing I can think of was when I was a kid, going and renting the old Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. If I liked something a lot, I would go and buy it after the fact. Okay. So, I gotta think it. Well, but then again, you have if you have a really short game, someone could just blow through it, and then never play it again. So I, I think of Gamefly. Of it. Gamefly is probably good for two purposes, right? One, it's to play the games that you don't, what you wouldn't normally buy, mm -hmm. 
Like, say, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, Bayonetta. Bayonetta is a game I would never have bought. But it would have been interesting to try. I thought it was an interesting little premise. You know, kind of like uh, God of War, right? So, you know, I can download the XBLA demo, which I did, and play that and go, okay, I'm not going to play it anymore. Or I could actually just go and put it on Gamefly and beat it in 10 hours and then send it back and never play it ever again, right? Mm -hmm. But then it could also be used just to stay in tune with what's going on in gaming. Because somebody like you and me, I mean, you know, we try to stay on top of the stuff as much as we possibly can, but the sad fact and sad reality is we have other things we like to do with our lives. Like a job, I'm looking at you. Video the game auctions. Is your job. That's why I haven't finished my... Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I've finished the interview. Real life jobs, right? And we have to keep up with those things. Right. So, you know, it's a good way to keep up with what's going on in the industry without having to go out and spend all of that. I'm, I'm glad Andrew liked that. I, the, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot easier to be able to keep up with what's going on in gaming. So I can go and grab Final Fantasy thirteen, play it for... Play it for a little while, throw it back, and say it's not any better. I gotta say, I, which is an interesting question this, that was posed to me by Andrew Video Game Auctions. This is Good. this is a really weird question <laughs> because it's a it's a there's so many facets to the question. I don't think you can overarchingly say it's good or bad for the video game industry. I, I think because you can you can either have tough. if it's a short game like I did this with the Ghostbusters video game which I enjoyed but I did rent it for a few days and then I was mm -hmm. done with it. Yep. But I well, didn't buy it. Has Netflix been a positive or a negative for the film industry? That's good. Well, it's been a positive. You want to know why? Why? Because they're indie games? they're completely relicensing things that should have died a long time ago. Okay. Right. So, in other words, if I want to go put out Spies Like Us, right, the classic Chevy Chase Dan Aykroyd film mm -hmm. from the '80s, if I want to put that on DVD and make some more money off of it, how do I do it? I got to go to MGM. Right, they got to go produce a DVD. They're probably going to put it on a DVD with another movie because it doesn't make economic sense otherwise. And they throw it in the bargain bin for five dollars at Walmart. Right. How much money am I really going to make on that after I do all that shit? Not a lot. Two cents. Versus, what if I call MGM and say, "Hey, I want to license your back catalog for X amount of dollars," <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you get a tremendous amount of traffic, people buying, you know, people buying up. Uh, subscriptions to Netflix to be able to watch some of these movies that they would never buy on DVD. But does Gamefly have a lot of streaming? I actually don't know. Gamefly has... Well, that's what I'm saying. Gamefly is not an analog. Right. It's because not. you cannot... You cannot go and play some of those older games on Gamefly. I can't go get Lords of the Realm 2 for PC on Gamefly. Good old games? Good old games is different. Good Actually, old games. Does good old games have Voyage of the Realm too? I think I would it does. Totally buy that. I think it does. Holy crap! I mean, it doesn't matter. They they re-released it. There's like a Windows ninety five version that got re-released, and everything's anyway. cool. Next question. All right, next question. From Hoxium, did either of you enjoy the fighting done in the prequels as opposed to the originals? That's a tough question. This Depends is this on is the fighting. This is Hoxium trying to to catch us in in something here. Uh, two and three episodes. Two and three. I did not enjoy the fighting. Not a lot. Especially the Yoda fight. That was stupid the, as the hell. Yoda fight, the Yoda fight was okay. Ugh. I really did not enjoy the Obi-Wan-Anakin fight because it was just ridiculous. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. But the first movie. The first movie, since it was actual, it was real fighting, it was choreographed, I thought that was the best With, fight uh, scene. Ray Park? Yes. As Darth Maul? Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> um... He eats Senate. <laughs> wow thanks yeah no that was a bad fight um no i think it's uh, so obviously the reason that he's really asking this is because the fighting for somebody like obi-wan kenobi in the first movie or darth vader uh, in in a new hope is kind of just stand there and just like you know do this long 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 right but david prowse is darth, darth vader, vader. <laughs> yes anyway um so, <laughs> god so, uh, but anyway, if you, I, I don't think there's any denying. I think the best fighting scenes in all movies put together is in the first I agree. prequel movie. That, was one of the few that things. is not at all a reason for me to go see it in 3D, though. No, that was one of the few good things about that movie, along with, as always, John Williams is awesome. John Williams and is awesome. Duel of the Fates is one of his better. One of the first things I did after I saw films. that movie was buy the soundtrack. Right, and it's freaking. Um, spoiled it for us. No, no, you bought that soundtrack before we saw the movie. Correct, I did that. spoiled it for us because one of the tracks was named 
the death of Qui-Gon. Right. And we were like, who's Qui-Gon? Yeah, who's Qui-Gon? And then we watched the movie, and we're like, oh, this guy. He's going to die. Or we had the Star Wars trivia game, which came with a bonus for the new prequels coming out. And it hadn't even come out yet, so we had trivia from that. And we were like, I don't even know who that is. Anyway, keep going. (laughs) Next. Uh, Jareth wants to know, did you at least like the end fight scene in episode one? I think we covered that. And then he said, damn it, stop answering my questions before reading them. Good. Well, we covered that one. Cool. There's that that part where where Obi-Wan is just bouncing, getting ready to freaking kill. Um, That was good. That was just... Well, we've got a lot of questions. That was just fantastic. Okay, what do we got? Here's a good one. Yep. From, from uh, an anonymous Ustreamer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, bringing back Star Wars. If we, you were, we like anonymous folks. That's yeah. okay, yeah. If you were showing someone who had never seen them before, would yes. you show them an order of story or order of release, one through six, or four through six, and then one through three? I tackled this question recently with a co-worker of mine who is also a parent. Mm-hmm. And my thought on this is that it should always be seen in order of release and not chronological order, if that makes sense. So in other words, I would watch the prequel trilogy second, if I watched them at all. Four, five, and six should be the order in which you watch them. Right. There should never be a godfathering of this. Do you remember what they did with The Godfather many years back, where they rearranged all the movies to be in sequential order? I think that really ruins it's the experience. Interesting it is to do interesting, that, but maybe that's like one of those things that they always promised would be alternates on like a DVD, and now with streaming or whatever, where you could just say, "I want to watch everything in chronological order now." Yeah, because that end scene in um, Empire Strikes Back, where you find out Vader's Luke's father, is supposed to have a lot of gravitas. And if you watch the first three movies, you're like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Yeah, exactly. But then again, it's, it's really true. that's like the ultimate spoiler that's already been spoiled. Yeah, it's just it's stupid. like I don't know how. It that's could... why you can't make prequels to do that kind of stuff. It just that's why that's why it's so freaking hokey and bad. No, but I mean, watch like, the red letter media. Just in general, in pop culture, has spoiled that. There's no way around it. Yeah. And Snape killed Dumbledore. Snape killed Dumbledore. Well, spoiler. Just remember that. Oh, goodness. Wow, a lot of questions. Man, there are a lot of questions. Well, uh, we, we, we got some time. Let's, let's, let's answer I some like more questions. There we go. Good, good. Do you personally think Rift Traxes for the prequel movies help make them bearable, even enjoyable, or is the pain too much for even them to save? So this, ri- you could really ask this question about almost any <clears throat> movie that MST3K Twilight. ever did. Yeah, so uh, if you're not f- familiar, Rift Tracks is done by the... Um, Mike Nelson. Three of the guys who did uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, mm-hmm. what they do Bill is... Bill Corbett. And Kevin Murphy. Kevin Murphy. And, Kevin Murphy is awesome, yeah. by the way. He is so cool. And uh, if you haven't, you got to go... You know, it's only like a couple bucks for each riff track. It is totally worth it to go and Invest. buy them. Yep. It's like you download the MP3 and you watch the movie with it. Uh, actually, did you see that Red Later Media did one as well no for empires for okay no for um, episode one that must happen they released it just the other day i must have i must have that regardless uh so i've listened actually to them doing the twilight and the episode one and they're just so good it makes it hilarious first of all if you ever watched mst3k it's like yeah it's just such a great look at nostalgia if you ever watched the movies that they watched in mst3k by themselves they really do suck it's really hard to watch awful they're terrible movies. But I, I feel for them for having to watch them so many times to get the script down. Yeah, but Rift Tracks makes anything hilarious, pretty much. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I it, it doesn't doesn't ruin it. The movies aren't. And then I, and as I have said, the the prequel movies are mediocre. They're not horrible films. It's not sci-fi movie epic bad, right? It mm-hmm. just happens to be not that great. Okay, good. question Next. was from Mega Any67, and okay. this is another good one. Okay. An interesting question from him as well. Do you think Lucas resents his fans at this point, since he's quoted as saying he's sick of all the hate? And if so, do you think that these latest edits to his Blu-ray, which we didn't even touch on, I know. are a big F you to the fans? I do think they're a big F you to the fans. You think so? I do. I think, I think he is a control freak. And I say this because I know him so well. Yeah. But no, this he's is, saying this because he is a licensed psychiatrist. This is me talking off my out of my ass. Right. No. Which would be a good podcast he too. Definitely. <laughs> Ace Ventura podcast. Um, I he definitely seems to. Um, yeah, he seems to have control issues. He does not like it when someone says he shouldn't do something. Right. And now that he has the ultimate control, he's ultimately powerful. And rich, which is part of the red letter media shtick, and, and it's you know, kind. It seems like it's gone to tone. his head. He can do. If someone says that, hey, you did that bad, he's like, oh yeah, you think that? I just put a lampshade on it. It's even yeah. better. But I think, but see, that's why. So I recently purchased the original 
three Star Wars movies, four, five, and six, mm-hmm. on DVD. Mm-hmm. I bought them from Amazon.com. And the reason I bought the set that I bought, they actually have the, they're the remastered, right? Or the, whatever they're called, whatever the hell the name was that week. But the reason I bought them is because they all have a, a second disc that comes with them that has the original theatrical releases before they were even retouched. Oh, yeah. So they all have the kind of the bluish hue on them, right? From That comes from film, yep, yep. right? And I have to tell you, that's the way I watch them, and that's the way my kids will watch them. Because at, at the end of the day, it's not about how crystal clear the film looks. That's not what makes a, a film good. What makes a film good is its story, its depth, its characters, its dialogue, its all these kinds of things. Maybe not the dialogue in Star Wars, but you get it, right? Right. And that is preserved so well in those that why would I get anything else? Did you hear this just came out about a week or so ago? He explained the whole Greedo shot first thing. Oh, God. You're kidding. You're, you're kidding me. No, no, no. He actually tried to explain he it. He said that was, and I'm not lying, he said that was his original vision. That's how he had it in the original movie. It's just that the effects were so bad, you didn't get that sense. You didn't see that. So from the beginning... So now, not only is he Greedo was supposed to shoot first. Listen, I and if George Lucas walked into the room right now, I would shake his hand, slash give him a hug, right? I mean, let's just be honest. He's George Lucas, for Christ's sake. But I have to say this, right? So what you're really getting to is that George Lucas is not only a control freak, not only hates when someone tries to mess with his stuff, not only tries to throw a giant FU to the, the, to the entirety of his fan base... But also can believe things that aren't real, and has and has, has made himself so powerful that he can change history. Well, I think this is even if that is what he. I'll give him benefit of the doubt. Whoa! Everything crashed. Maybe. Whatever. We lost uh, the comments. Regardless. Good. We're we're still alive. Yes. Yep. Good. Uh. <laughs> well, keep going. I'll keep going. So anyway, this this is the beauty of of a live podcast. Hey, check that out. Look at that. Oh yeah, it's live, live and in charge. Hey, it's like looking into a mirror with a camera. I think I'm gonna explode the uh, computer if I keep doing that. It's a damn good thing we're at the end of the podcast. Right. Um. Yeah. No. So. Um. Yeah. So my point. My point is, is that it just goes to show that. when, when he has complete control of something in his mind, in his mind, if Greedo did shoot first, and a lot of people say, oh, just let it go. Just Greedo shot first. Just forget it about it. Right. It changes the character of of Han Solo in such an irreparable manner. Yeah. Uh, to have him wait for the bad guy to shoot first instead right. of being the person to take initiative and kind of be that anti-hero. To be Indiana Jones when he shoots the guy with the whip, you know? I mean, that's... Which is also something that... I know, they gimped George, in, I know. George I know. Lucas didn't come up with. I know, I know, I know. That's something... That's Harrison Ford. I, I... There you go, right? Ugh. Yeah, no, I... I okay, so this is... I think we we're, we could run around circles on that one. I mean, that's but just... I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, that's... Wow, 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 wow. Wow, uh, wow, wow, wow. Did we lose every one of the questions otherwise? Ooh, maybe. I'm scared of that. Probably. Yeah, I think we did. Well, that's a good point yeah. to uh, wrap it up then, I guess. Yeah. Da- damn you, damn you Windows for for crushing us. Damn you, Lucas. No, I blame Firefox for that. Okay. I, I, that's cool with me. I can dig that. Well, anyway, that's great. We've, we've, <laughs> uh, we've uh, you know, it's a good time to, this time we're actually going to take a real break. Two weeks. The two week break. Yeah, and then we'll be back. Not actually, right. three. Three. We're going to take a three-week break. Right? No. Three-week break because it's next. No, because it's 28 days. No, wait. Is this a leap year? This is a yes, leap it's a leap year. Yep. Yep. So it's a three-week break. So the next podcast will be the, I didn't see the date. 7th. March 7th. Wednesday. March 7th. Every first and third Wednesday of every month, 9 p.m. Eastern. Tune in. back in. Oh, somebody wants to know about Shadows of the Empire. Let's do that real quick. Go. 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 What about Shadows of the Empire? Shadows of the Empire. They want to know about it. Go. It was a game... I really like Shadows of the Empire. It's not it's not a great game, but oh my god. It was fun. We, we had so much fun playing that game. Yeah. Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. <laughs> and that Boba Fett fight that just made no freaking sense whatsoever. That was it's okay because you got it was cool that you got his uh, backpack after that. My backpacks. Got jets. MC Chris is getting his own cartoon. That's good news. Anyway. You heard it here first. 
So anyway, uh, thank you all of you for watching the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. We've had a blast. Hope you have too. Even despite I had fun our changing my opinions and talking out of your ass, ass and yeah, changing microphones. So and... just remember. Oh, by the way, because we have three weeks, we'll we'll definitely fix the old microphone droopy situation. We'll get that worked out. Apparently, um, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. In any point, in any case, we will definitely figure that one out and uh, have you know most of all the kinks worked out by next time you tune in. Yes. So anyway, thank you all for watching. I am the Commodore. I'm Rue. From the Clan of the Gray Wolf. And there is no reset button. So I hear. Have a great week.